Oh boy, a lot to unpack here. A lot to unpack. Oh hell yeah, I am here for this. Wait, why do they have tails if they're in human form? Welcome back to the I Ship It podcast, my geek girls, geek boys, and my geeks beyond the binary. Hope you're all doing wonderful this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, we are back in the Citadel of Smut solo recording this week. Um, thanks again to Chels for being my occasional co-host. I just figure she's going to, we just had too much fun. She's going to be a, a more frequent visitor to the podcast. Ah, oh, so what a week. What a couple weeks. It's been a crazy kind of time here in the I Ship It world. Um, I am just going to start by saying thanks again to everybody who's been so wonderful and so supportive and sweet and subscribing and liking and following and leaving us comments and buying us coffees and and just all the wonderful things. I got this idea in my head and I really just didn't know if anybody would also be into it. And it's, um, it's like reaffirming. I mean, let's be real. It's reaffirming literally my entire life and most of the choices I've made to get to this point that there are this many people who are, uh, on board with what I decided to do and what Jer has helped me with and what my friends have been so supportive with. So everybody who's been listening, um, Thanks. And uh, thanks for shipping. Ha! Get it? <laughs> You're like shipping the podcast. Oh, God, that's so lame. Um, but this is the pro this is the issue when I'm in the Citadel. I have to make myself laugh and I do it really easily because I'm super amused and I think I'm hilarious. But today we're talking about something a little less funny, I guess. Um, we're talking about and and it was bound to happen sooner than later sooner rather than later because I can't go more than a couple days without mentioning him. We're talking about my I'll say third favorite uh Marvel character, uh by far the most tragic and um the most uh what's the word I'm looking for? Dark and twisty, I guess. Uh we're talking about if you hadn't guessed already. Uh we're talking about the amazing and wonderful and tortured and sad and lonely and lost Bucky Barnes slash Winter Soldier. Who doesn't love Bucky Barnes? Uh, terrorists, that's who. And people who are incorrect. That's Those are the only two people. If you don't love Bucky Barnes, you fall into one of those two categories. And I will say it with uh, conviction and um, all of the love in my heart that Bucky is wonderful and he deserves better than what, than what, at least I'll say this. I mean, we'll get into this in a second, but at the very least, Bucky deserves better than so far what he's gotten in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, he, uh, he hasn't had a chance to have his full story explored. And I don't really know, I guess I don't know his full story, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some history that's probably full of names I forgot and research I should have done better. Um, but you'll get the gist. That's, and that's, you know, I mean, what do you expect? It's like 7.30 on a Sunday morning. <sighs> I'm doing my best here, okay? I'm doing my goddamn best. I know, I know, I'm fine. 
It's okay. It's okay. I know you guys, you guys are okay. You guys are okay with just the gist. <laughs> Sorry. Just, I'm just cracking myself up with dirty jokes I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. So let's talk. Let's talk about Bucky. What do I love about Bucky? Oh, I mean, we can start with everything if you'd like. Uh, we could start with the actor who plays him, Sebastian Stan, who is just so dreamy and funny and good to his fans. And uh, he's really just like sweet at uh, Comic-Cons. And just, I mean, just he's just the best. He does little like one minute videos movie. He does like one minute films with his friends and, and they're ridiculous and he puts a lot of work into them. Um, he's fun to follow on Instagram. I don't think he does Twitter, but I don't know how to use Twitter anyway. So it's not like I'm missing anything. Um, and he's, he's, uh, he, he is actually Bucky Barnes biggest fan. I mean, I, I don't even pretend to be in the same realm as Sebastian Stan. Sebastian Stan loves Bucky Barnes more than I think he probably loves anything else in his life. And that's good. That's good. He's embodying this character. He's inhabiting the characters inhabiting his body. He should love him more than anything else in the world. But um, so we could start there. We could start there. Obviously, I guess we did start there. Uh, we could talk about um, Captain America First Avenger, Bucky Barnes, where uh, our first introduction to this glorious character is, you know, it's his last night as a as a total stud in 1943 New York City with his bestie, you know, he's about to be shipped off. He could be out partying. Do you know what Bucky Barnes wants to do? Bucky Barnes wants to go to the science fair. He wants to go to the, the Stark Expo and see some science experiments. Because while he may be a lady killer, he's also a huge nerd. And uh, that little tidbit, I feel, does not really get enough love and attention that that of all the things Bucky could have been doing the la his last night in town, he ch he chose to go to a science fair and uh, and look at some flying cars. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Then we go uh, we go forward in time to when he is he is captured. Ugh captured by Hydra and uh, we think experimented on then um, his bestie slash boyfriend shows up to save him and you know now when he left Steve Steve was 95 pounds and you know a stiff breeze would have blown him over and the Steve that shows up to to rescue him looks like you know the child of Hercules and Adonis <laughs> And is gigantic. And Bucky's only question is, did it hurt? And is it permanent? <laughs> He's just worried about his bestie. He's just worried that he did something real stupid and like maybe took experimental drugs and got into a Barbie beefcake machine and turned into a stud muffin without really thinking it through. Like as if Steve would do something like that. Bucky, come now. Oh, what? I mean, what? What else? I mean, OK, so... So uh, the horrifying things that happen in the first Avenger, obviously, you know, Bucky falls down a mountain and everybody thinks he's dead. And and Chris Evans, pat on the back to you, bud, because the scene where he Steve is sitting in the burned out bar or the bombed out bar after Bucky died. And he's just like ugly crying. And I think that's super powerful that they let Steve's character ugly cry over his best friend. 
because there's so much, I don't know, I don't want to get into the whole toxic masculinity thing, but it is it is rare to see a, a male superhero just be able to show so much emotion. And that's something actually that I wanted to bring up before I get into anything else is how much I love, even just in the beginning of, and they do carry it through the whole MCU, but in the beginning of First Avenger, when Steve and Bucky are are just being best friends. And um, there's like a lot of, it's it's different to watch, I guess, how do I want to say this? It's different to watch because they're very affectionate with each other. They put their arms around each other. They hug goodbye. They are not afraid to to be best friends who who love each other. And I think that's really powerful because it's not something that is um, kind of shown a lot anymore. And maybe it's changing. I think it is changing. But there's a big, huge gap where male characters, even if they're best friends, are expected to be kind of gruff with each other and, you know, show affection by, you know, pretending to, to hit each other or whatever. And it's nice to see films where... You know, because in the 40s, it wouldn't have been looked at like, you know, like it was something that they weren't supposed to do. That wasn't as it wasn't as toxic, I guess. The masculinity there wasn't as toxic in that people weren't afraid to show affection to their to their closest friends. I mean, Bucky and Steve had been friends since they were five years old and they were like the only family each other had left. So, of course, they love each other. They love each other like brothers. And there's that, you know that sense of you get that you know by how they put their arms around each other and how they interact with each other and um actually I had this thought too when I was watching uh one of the greatest films of all time Stand By Me where that show that movie takes place in the 60s and it's kind of the same thing these boys love each other so much and they're always you know they've always got their arms around each other they're they're you know hugging they're they're not afraid to be physically affectionate and i think that that's really powerful and i think it says a lot about character it says a lot more about character development than um than maybe some some something else some other dialogue that they had to cut or whatever i think that the point gets made and my point is you know what let your male characters be affectionate that's my point that was a long ass ramble about love and and physical touch and just you know what just shut up emily and let your male characters be affectionate that is important let them show each other that they love each other and and let that happen and that's what happens with bucky and steve so we'll jump over to winter soldier um and before I get into Winter Soldier, the film, again, I'll say it, the perfect Marvel film, one of the most perfect films in general, uh, I did not know what was coming. I did not know that this was the arc that uh, that Bucky's character took. And I'm so glad that I didn't know that because it was such a great just like <gasps> reveal at the uh, at the movie theater. And I think I think it's just it was so oh god, it was so perfectly done. Jesus god. And uh, cuz I had heard that Sebastian Stan was signed for a 9 film Marvel contract. And and Jared told me that and I was like, "Well, what the hell is he going to do in eight other movies? He's already dead. Like what are they going to do? Are they going to do flashbacks? Are they going to bring him back?" I had no idea. 
And it was so, oh, I'm so glad I didn't know. Cause like I said, damn, that was a good like gut punch curb stomp of a moment in, in that film. But before I get into that, um, the reason we're here is to talk about fan fiction and I, I'm, I'm going to give you two fix this week. Don't worry guys. But, uh, before I get into that, the, the whole point of Winter, oh, the whole thing about Winter Soldier is that that storyline, apparently, according to the internet legends, uh, apparently also started out as a uh, fan fiction. The, uh, there was a writer, and again, this is where I didn't do my research and I don't know his name, but there was a, uh, uh, a writer who was once a reader and he loved Captain America. And in the comics, Captain America's sidekick was Bucky. They weren't best friends. He was this like plucky kid who followed him around with like an eye mask. And, you know, it was just like like the Robin to his Batman. And I guess in the comics originally, Bucky was killed off off screen. And it was just kind of it was mentioned and Steve was sad about it, but it wasn't a big deal. And this this person was reading this comic and he was like, what? Where's Bucky? And he was pissed and he was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to you know what? Bucky deserves better than that. Bucky deserves a, a redemption arc he, or he deserves to be brought back. He deserves a whole giant backstory and I'm going to write it. And so I guess he spent, you know, 20 years writing what could have happened to Bucky Barnes. And uh, then he got himself a job at Marvel and as a as a writer and uh, illustrator. And um, he brought Bucky back as the Winter Soldier. This was his this was his uh, his headcanon. I'll get it. Well, yeah. OK, I'll pause. Headcanon for fan fiction. This is the part of the fan fictionary. A headcanon is something that you have decided makes perfect sense to for the character to have done usually out of out of the canon uh you know it's it's canon compliant but it's how you and your brain fill in the gaps so this writer's head canon was that bucky was captured by hydra he was experimented on he was given super soldier serum and turned into the winter soldier the uh kgb slash hydra um captain america basically to do all their bad things. So when that happened, and of course, you know, it wasn't like, oh, hey, Bucky's back. Great. Uh, he's just himself again. And then he and Steve get to be get to be together and get to be, you know, borderline in love. No, it was just more sadness, more pain, more misery. Um, there is one. Not that I ever need a reason to remember why I married my husband, but there is one moment that sticks out in particular where I was uh, taking my makeup off at the end of the day, and I had been wearing eyeliner and mascara, and so I looked great. And uh, the dark, dark raccoon eyes were just happening, and it was my entire eyelid and underneath. And my sweet Jer walked past, and the bathroom door was open, and I was standing at the mirror. Sweet Jer walked past and just stops and goes, Bucky? (laughs) And I, of course, looked in the mirror and went, who the hell is Bucky? And it was one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite moments of being a part of Team Jazorski. So 
Um, if you don't know what moment I'm talking about, I don't know what you're doing listening to this because you need to go watch. You need to turn it off right now and go watch Winter Soldier. And then you can come back and you can listen to it. The rest. Um, but right now, if you haven't seen Winter Soldier, I just want you to stop and I want you to go watch it. And then I want you to come back because we're going to talk about fan fiction and that's really important. But yeah, so that's uh, that's like how things roll at, at my house. If um, if you can make a joke or comment about uh, Captain America character, you do. And uh, that's that's how we roll. And I guess I'm pretty damn lucky to have found a guy who is willing to do that with me. So... Thanks, Dare. Sitting around the corner recording this for recording this Bucky Barnes podcast for me. The man puts up with a lot and uh, and I love him very much for it. So. So Bucky gets through. Let's see. What does he do? He gets through Winter Soldier. He goes on the run. We have Civil War, which is just a fucking carousel of pain and sadness. Um, we see him trying to be a trying to be a guy, trying to be a person again. That's not a brainwashed assassin, you know. He's doing his shopping. He he has a little uh, a little notebook that he carries around that he has uh, he has you know color coded little post its that he keeps track of things. Um, Sebastian Stan has said that he thinks that notebook and everything that he carries in his backpack that you know we talked about how it's so important to him. He clips the little middle part because that's the sign of a guy you can trust. Um, everything he carries in that backpack is everything he's been able to remember on his own after they stopped brainwashing him. And that just breaks my heart. He says he has like, you know, three or four notebooks that he re- he writes memories down in and he doesn't remember if, he can't always tell if they're if they're real or if they're implanted memories or if, um, this is, you know, this is a genuine thing that he should remember. Um, it's just, his mind is a very, uh, very messy, jumbled place, and it's not the happiest place to live. However, he manages to, uh, he has a little apartment, he goes grocery shopping, he, I mean, you know, he needs some interior decorating help because he's like sleeping on a mattress and no, no box spring. And, um, he's, uh, he's doing his best, but he could use a little help. And then Steve shows up and fucks everything up. Cause that's, you know, that's what Steve does. Steve shows up and he's like, Hey, I'm here to help you. But then a bunch of SWAT team guys break in and there's a big fight. And then the Black Panther shows up and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, come on, Steve, just leave him alone. But he can't because they're they're connected to each other, and they're uh, they are they have the the red string of fate has tied them together, and they can't quit one another. So so we get through civil war. There's a lot of shit that happens. I I recommend you watch it just so you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I it's so sad. <laughs> I mean, we started watching, we we went to the theater to watch civil war. And I, it was like 30 seconds in, and I leaned over to Jerry. I said, this is already incredibly upsetting. Um, and you'll see why. You'll see why. Because it is. It's upsetting if you love Bucky as much as I do. And uh, so, yeah. So we get through Civil War. And then um, the best... Black Panther was amazing. Let's put that out there. Black Panther was perfect and everything I wanted in a new, uh, a new character, you know, kicking off point for the franchise it was 
perfect. Everybody was wonderful. I loved Shuri so much. She was my favorite character. She was so funny. And her her interactions with T'Challa were great. Everybody was great. Was, Akoya was a badass. That, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, but he, Bucky, is in Wakanda at the end of Civil War. He goes back into cryo. Shuri uh figures out a way to deprogram him. And then at the end, the very, very end of uh of Black Panther, he's 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 better. He looks like Jesus with a half a half bun. Uh he's friends with all the little sweet baby Wakandans that are calling him the white wolf. And uh and it's just it's just like everything I wanted. And and sidebar, uh Sebastian Stan said that his mother called him after she saw Black Panther and she was like I thought you were in this film and he's like I am mom I'm in the very end and she was like no I stayed I watched the the credit scene it was just they went to the UN and uh and he was like no 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 mom you gotta stay after that one it's the second after the credit scene and I guess his mother was like I don't have time for that I just I had things to do I had a doctor's appointment I had to get to (laughs) like oh okay well i'm uh, i'm in that one so you can you know she's like i'll just i'll just rent it <laughs> but anyway that was that was my favorite part of uh of black panther sadly that was my favorite part of black panther and another wonderful jer moment he's just like the star of this show today i just i don't know i just keep i just want to gush about jer today but when uh when bucky comes out at the end of black panther and you see his amazing half bun and gorgeous Jesus hair. Jerry leaned over to me and just goes, swoon. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, swoon. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what I'm doing right now, if you don't mind. Um, and he didn't mind because he knows the kind of fangirl that he married. So, so that's Bucky. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Infinity War because uh, my life is ruined by it, and I don't, um, I don't want to get into it. Except that there is a scene in which you see what Bucky's been doing while he's been in Wakanda, and it is uh, tending some goats. And that's, <sighs> I mean, as if I needed another reason to love this man. He could do anything in the world, and he chooses to stay in Wakanda and hang out with some goats. And that is just great i wish they had more time with bucky and the goats but um obviously they had a lot of uh what's the word i'm looking for plot to get through and apparently bucky and the goats not very plot heavy but it's all i want to read about which is why i i turn back i turn back to fanfic so so that's bucky's entire arc if you didn't know that was a crash course bucky barnes 101 so we are going to talk about two, two fics today, as always. Well, not always. As of recently, we're going to talk about two fics. And before I tell you about the first one, I'm going to tell you about who I ship Bucky Barnes with. And it is two people. Not at the same time. Although I read those and those are pretty great too. Uh, they are two people. And they are Steve Rogers, of course. We've talked about this. Uh, they're in love. Everybody knows they're in love. They deserve to be together. They're not going to be together because, you know, Chris Evans' contract is up and there's just all kinds of sadness and misery and blah, 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 blah. So we've already talked about that. But option B, if I can't have 
my bisexual super soldiers being in love. Then option B is Miss Natasha Romanoff, uh, the Black Widow. Now they have, in the comics at least, a very um, tangled history because they were both Hydra slash KGB slash bad guys before they were anything else. Well, no. In the, when they knew each other, they were bad guys. And in the comics, I believe, or at the very least, this is what I've been led to believe by fan fiction, who claims this is canon compliant, is that Bucky, as the Winter Soldier, trained Natasha to be the Black Widow. So he was like her instructor in the Red Room. And he... Uh, taught her how to be a murderer and a spy and all of the things that she was known for. He taught her apparently everything that she knows. Um, and then I guess in the comics, they uh, kind of both broke out of their programming because they were both being brainwashed. They broke out of their programming and they fell in love. And I am here for that shit. Always. Uh, that that when uh, Bucky was spending time with Natasha, his memories of who he was before being the Winter Soldier, his memories started coming back. And the more time he spent with her, the the less the harder he was for them to control. So they you know kept them apart and they punished them for being together. And they kept um, they kept brainwashing him. They kept wiping his memory because um, he kept getting little snippets back, and he was questioning everything and he was really volatile so them being together was like the worst thing that could have happened for hydra but i mean the best thing that could have happened for them so there is a moment in civil war where they're fighting and uh he's back under winter he's back in winter soldier mode and natasha's trying to 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 subdue him and uh he's like choking her out and she says I thought you could at least recognize me. And they fucking slept on that shit. I was like, wait, no, stop right now. Go back. Go back. Go back, go back, go back, go back. Um, there's been no indication that that's what that's what we're going to get. But God damn it, that would be wonderful. That would be the apology we deserve for the nightmare that was watching Bruce Banner and Natasha Romanoff desperately try to have some chemistry for the sake of Joss Whedon's bullshit plot and Age of Ultron. That would be the apology that we deserve. Nothing else. I'll accept nothing else. Joe Anthony Russo, I hope you're listening. I hope this is what's waiting for me in the next, the last part of the Infinity War nonsense. It probably isn't, but that's what I want. So they have this history. They are uh, linked together. And in the comics, they uh, get to explore the full relationship. I think they get married. They love each other, though, and it's very wonderful in, I mean, in in this one version, I guess, because that's the thing with, with Marvel. It's There's a billion different, you know, runs of certain things, and in some way, some places she's, Natasha marries Steve, and in other places she, I don't know, anyway. But the one that matters is the one that agrees with me, and that is where uh, 
you know, she calls him James and he calls her Natalia and they love each other and they help each other through their deprogramming and they're, they get to be happy together. And that's just all I want. And you know who else wants that, shippers? Sebastian Stan. Because as much as I love Bucky and Nat, no one, and I repeat, no one on this planet of Earth wants Bucky and Nat together more than Sebastian Stan. He has gone on record as to say that he reads Bucky Nat fan fiction. He goes on Instagram and he likes Bucky Nat cosplayers. Um, He likes fan art that includes both of them. And any time he's asked at a con what he wants, that's it. That's all he wants. I mean, give it to him, MCU, and me also. Give it to both of us. But mostly to him, because he'll act the fuck out of that. He'll act the shit out of that. He will be so there for it. He'll make all of the haters, he'll put, he'll put them on his side. And um, and people do hate on this ship. And I don't know why, because it makes the most damn sense out of anything else in the world. But people are like, ooh, it's like, you know, he was her teacher, so it's pedophilia. It is not pedophilia. They go into explicit detail about how the fact that they were not banging when she was 10 people, all right? She was a grown-up who could make her own fucking decisions, and her decision was to get some of that Winter Soldier. And girl, I support you 100%. So, that being said, our first fic. This was my fic of the week. It's not my, I mean, it is a recommendation, and I, I, I want you all to read it. It is called Five Times Bucky and Natasha Didn't Meet, and it's by Red underscore B underscore Rackham. There will be a link, as always. And uh, this this fic is it's a teen it's a teen rating, so it's not too, it doesn't it's not too racy. Um, but there is a, a wonderful trope in the fan fiction world that is employed here. And we'll talk about it real quick. It is the five times trope, which is usually um, you take you take a, a character or a situation or, or whatever, and you write about five ways that they could have met or fallen in love or saved the world or gotten married or whatever. You, you write five times this and then one time that they so it's like five times they didn't meet and one time that they did. That's usually how that works. And for some reason, I cannot get enough of that trope. If I see it's a five times thing, I'm like, fuck yes, I'm here for it. Um, and before I get into this fic, uh, there was a <laughs> I believe it was a headline that somebody then turned into my favorite Donald Trump joke of all time which was the headline itself said five times Donald Trump denied colluding with Russia. And then they added the the meme author added and and one time he didn't. And uh, and they wrote it as a uh, they didn't write. I think I mean, I don't think that they wrote it. I didn't read it. I just loved that. I had to read so much fan fiction in my life to understand this this meme and I was like yes that's right I will find it for you because my god nothing makes for a better podcast than the than the host explaining a meme that she could have just fucking posted but I'll find it and you'll see and it's uh it's pretty wonderful so 
we can't make fun of, you know, our treasonous overlords, then what can we do? So five times Bucky and Natasha didn't meet. This is wonderful because it goes through five different AUs. And who loves an AU more than me? No one. So we've got, uh, we've got, let's see, where does it start? Oh, it starts in 1456. Uh, I think they're, yeah, they're knights who are fighting. Um, and uh, and she she turns out to be the, the knight that he, he was fighting. They were doing like a sparring practice and she takes off her helmet and she's like, oh, I'm Natasha Romanoff. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't say that. She says, she says something else, but... Um, but she, you know, she, so there's that and that's super in character. Uh, 1927, it's a jazz club speakeasy AU, which is like swanky, swanky. I love it. My personal favorite is, uh, number three, which is 1963, where he is a detective and she is being, uh, investigated as a Russian spy and she's, you know, crying and the, interrogation room and she's like I don't know what's going on I was just grocery shopping and they grabbed me this is crazy I'm not a Russian spy I'm a housewife and he's like okay sweetheart calm down and he you know takes out a cigarette and gives her one and he gives her a handkerchief and he's like it's okay everything they have on you is circumstantial we'll just talk it out and you'll be able to go home it's fine and she's like oh it's circumstantial and like bam knocks him out and takes all the things that he had and 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 vanishes and uh and that's great because she was a russian spy (laughs) um and then uh and then there's a cute little 1994 drabble about them uh them eating them eating pizza together oh they're doing their laundry that was pretty great and um and the uh a frigate this this fic had it all. The fifth one is a Terminator AU. Where it's like set in the future and Bucky has to go for... Anyway, it's a whole thing. Um, it's wonderful is what it is. And then it says, and, you know, and then there's always that plus one. And the one time they did. Um, and it's it's 2016. And it's just, you know, them them being the characters that we already know. And how they they remember each other. And that's just, it's just my favorite part of all of the Bucky Nat fanfics when they remember each other and they remember everything that they meant to each other. And they're, you know, they're not necessarily always happy, but they're together and they know that that's really important. And I just, I mean, I think you can hear how my eyeballs have uh, transitioned into just, just hearts. That's that's all I have for these two. I just, I just love them so much. Um, again, this fic, guys, I'm just going to keep talking about it until I personally turn the tide on comment culture. This fic was just a damn delight. A damn delight. And from start to finish, this, this chick worked really hard. She had real life, uh, real life research that she clearly did. I mean, it was it was all believable. It was wonderful. Everybody was in character, even when they were knights and they were in a speakeasy, et cetera, et cetera. This fic has 10 comments. 10. 10 comments. And do you know what five of them are? 
Five of them are review are review replies from the author. That is the author taking time out of her day to say, thank you so much. I appreciate this, that you left this comment. So like, guys, come on, go read this fic. Go leave her a nice comment and tell her how much you enjoyed it. And if you want to tell her that I sent you, do it, because I told her I was reviewing this fic in my comment, and she was very excited about it. In fact, she left me my favorite gif, which is somebody flailing their hands around and screaming. Again, this is such a good pod, right? Me explaining something that I'm seeing visually. So good at this. Um, so yeah, so go leave her a comment. Tell her she's wonderful. Tell her don't stop writing Bucky Nat because we need more of it. All right, I rest my case. I mean, I don't rest my case because I have more of a case to go about other fan fictions. Um, so so that's, uh, that's my fic of the week. Wonderful, excellent work from start to finish. Um, there are, like I said, there are, if you are uh, looking for something a little, uh, a little racier, there are plenty of M and X rated, or E, sorry, not X, ooh. M and E rated fix, which is mature and explicit um, for all your smutty, porny needs. Um, like I said, there are some really, really hot threesome fix between uh, between Natasha, Steve and Bucky. And it's great because it's not, you know, there's not the the typical like, you know, straight bro situation where you you might occasionally see and you know porn if you watch that kind of thing but uh but bucky and steve love each other too so it's just a big old love fest just a just a tasty little super soldier sandwich with uh with everybody with everybody being really happy and that's if that's not you know what we all want out of life <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know what we even fight a war so my uh, my recommendation will move swiftly on from the fact that I just said Super Soldier Sandwich and um, we'll move sw- swiftly, swiftly on to my uh, my recommendation, which this was gifted as to me. Uh, this recommendation was gifted to me by my friend Angelica, who said, I think you'll love this. And I also think it'll make you cry, <laughs> which that's one of the best things about internet friends. I've talked about this before. Internet friends, um, especially friends you meet in a fandom, because sometimes you send each other things and you're like, here, this will ruin your day, but I need to talk to somebody about it. Um, or you also say things like, I don't know your last name or what you're allergic to or what your kids look like, but I know you're going to love this fic about two guys fucking in a kitchen. And it's like, yeah, you're right. I will love this fic. Thank you so much. Um, and that's the beauty of, that's the beauty of fandom friends. So, so Angelica sent this to me and was like, you'll love it and I'll make you cry. And I didn't believe her, (laughs) didn't believe her, but she was right. So the fic I'm going to recommend, my second fic is, uh, called Science Bros, The First Generation. And it's by Fire, F-Y-R-E. And, uh, and now... The phrase science bros usually means uh, Tony and Bruce, Tony Stark, Bruce Banner. They are the science bros. Um, they're always written as such. And in the in the shipper world, uh, those who ship the two of them together. And like, I could see it. I, I haven't read any because it's not particularly my jam, but I could totally see it. And um, so so science bros usually means Tony and Bruce. But 
Science Bros, the first generation, actually means Howard Stark and Bucky Barnes. And it is a six-chapter completed fic, beautifully written, beautifully written, really just climbs right into both of these characters about how, um, how, like I said, Bucky went to the Stark Expo on his last night in New York. And when he is rescued by Steve in Europe, he is, uh, Howard is there to help them with, uh, you know, designing all of Steve's, all of Steve's weapons and Steve's suit and the shield, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Howard is is part of the team after after Steve really like becomes Captain America. He's not just a chorus girl anymore. So this fic goes through um, Bucky and Howard working on things um, on things together, and uh, and it starts with Bucky showing up to kind of say to Howard like, "Hey, you're designing stuff for my best friend and my favorite person in the world." you need to understand that he's a reckless jackass who will not have his own safety in mind. So we need to make this the best stuff in the world. And there's a scene where uh, Howard says, um, he'll want everything he, or Howard says, uh, you heard about the shield? And Barnes gave him a look. You gave him a tin plate and he thinks he's invincible. And that's just, (laughs) that's just classic Steve and Bucky. And Bucky's worrying about his bestie so much. So chapter two, uh, you know, chapter two is when Barnes is just kind of in the, he's in the, uh, he's in the workshop now. And it's, it's clear that he's been, you know, part of, part of the team and part of Howard's, uh, Howard, the guy, he's, he's like the guy Howard bounces ideas off of. Like, do you think this will work for Steve and Bucky's like, fuck no. Or like, yeah, but we got to modify it because he won't use the safety and blah, blah, blah. So that's wonderful. It goes through um, it goes through the whole war and um, and uh, you kind of see that that Bucky's having a hard time with what happened to him and he's struggling and there are things that he's not talking about and Howard kind of picks up on it and of course then then we get to you know when when Bucky's not there and Howard is trying to deal with that and. Uh, He's talking with Steve about about Bucky and about the person that they both lost. And I was like, uh, when I read it, I mean, the roller coaster of emotions that I had, I was like, oh, this is so great. I love this. Look at them. They're just like wonderful little science bro friends. This is so great. Oh, wait, now it's sad. And then you get to the end and you're like, oh, 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 right. I remember how. Howard Stark and Bucky Barnes' relationship ends. And this writer did not fucking shy away. It is a kick in the goddamn teeth. If you, like me, like to pretend that canon just didn't happen and enjoy your fic canon-free. But it was so perfect. I could not talk about Bucky Barnes and not recommend this fic. It was... It is divine. (laughs) Um, they both are. They both are for for different reasons. Um, it is, but it is. I would say. I would say, if I'm making the rules here, and this is my Citadel smut, where I make the rules and I am in charge, and I say that it is required reading for any fan of Bucky Barnes. Um, you should have to read this fic. It's so fucking good. 
And I, um, I just, I really hope that you will read both of the ones that I recommended, that you will leave comments and reviews because they are so important. And we keep talking about this where like, you know, when these wonderful authors put all of this time and love and attention into their fix and they they don't hear back or they don't hear back with the, um, I guess, the enthusiasm or the quantity that they were hoping for. Not saying that, you know, it's quantity over quality, but, you know, when you spend six months working on a, a fic and you get four comments, it's like, okay. Um, it's hard. It's hard to to feel like you're still contributing something that people want to read. I'll just be real. Um, I got a review this morning that started with, uh, you make me sick with how happy your writing makes me. And I was like, oh, oh, that's mean and nice. Thank you. I, I didn't know how to take it. I still don't. This is a couple hours later. I still don't know how to take it. But it was from one of my favorite fic authors. I mean, and then she said, you know, then she continued and she said, thank you for this precious gift of a fic. I love it so much. And I was like, oh, my God, this precious gift. And I'll be real. Yesterday was a really hard uh, mental health day for me. And that waking up and of course I'm a person who reaches for her phone before she opens her eyes fully um seeing that first thing in the morning was so wonderful it literally was like okay we're gonna reset today and this is how this is what we're gonna keep in our mind and you're gonna get through today and you're gonna be in a much better mood and a much better place than you were yesterday so thank you to that reviewer uh if you are listening you know who you are because I just directly quoted your review and uh, you made you made my whole life today, so thank you. Um, that's uh, that's what I've got for you today. As usual, if you would like to follow us on uh, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter, it is I Ship It Pod. If you want to donate to our cause and give me uh, more time to read fan fiction and come up with. Uh, different topics to talk about every week. You can donate to our PayPal, buy us a coffee, or shop our Amazon affiliate link. And if you want to join the conversation on Facebook, you can find us at the I Ship It podcast. More important than any of those things, though, please go on iTunes and leave us a review and leave us a rating. It is the uh, the best way to get us discovered. It's the best way to get us noticed. And it's the best way for more people to find this nonsense that you all keep coming back for week after week. So help us to grow, help us to flourish and do all of that on iTunes. And we will repay you in more fanfic squealing and more nonsense and more episodes and my eternal love and gratitude and if you want to come on as a guest i would love to have you so send me a message send me a dm send me an email whatever you got i want to hear from you guys thank you so much for listening and i love you and stay geeky i'll see you next week Mwah.